You're listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast, a program dedicated to advocating for a biblical worldview by encouraging Christian growth and ministry from a biblical perspective. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. I'm David Gunn, Director of Regular Baptist Press, and I am joined as always, or as usual, by Mike Hess, National Representative for the General Association of Regular Baptist Churches. Mike, you staying healthy? Uh, I'm trying by God's grace. How about yourself? Uh, 98.6 so far. Good. Uh, Fantastic. We are broadcasting during the age of coronavirus lockdown, which uh, scripture is not silent on. A couple of verses that came to my mind were Proverbs 25:17, "Go not often to your neighbor's house," and uh, James 4:8, "Cleanse your hands, you sinners." So there is biblical direction for sure. uh, for for this time period. On a more serious note, obviously this thing has swept the country, uh, creating a, a great deal of turmoil, uncertainty. How do we deal with this? How do we live under? lockdown conditions? How, how do we pursue Christ-likeness under these conditions? And how do we do church uh, under these conditions? And so we just wanted to take a little bit of time today and, and, and sort of talk through some of those issues. Maybe we should start just by talking about some of the resources we've made available uh, in, in terms of the JRBC and, and regular Baptist Press to help serve churches during this pandemic. Yeah, we're, we're grateful that we have the opportunity to serve our local churches. For those listening to this, we've been praying for you. We're grateful for you. I've admired as many ways you've gone about making disciples during this time, formatting your services to go online, coming up with unique ways of adjusting your services. This is, to use the word unprecedented, but not only that, it's been life-changing, a phrase life-changing. we use a lot around here <laughs> yes. at the Resource Center, but it's it's changed our lives, our way of living. So we wanted to produce for you some resources that we think would be helpful. I had a couple articles, one on uh, why we should care about COVID that deals with uh, loving our neighbors and the fact that uh, we do not just look at the body right here and now. We understand that we're in a groaning time Uh, because of sin, but one day we'll have a new body raised in the likeness of Christ. I also did one on uh, stewarding our time well during the lockdown, Uh, things we can take advantage of that we didn't have time to do much of before because of our busy schedules. Uh, A great article was written by Ryan Frank. Mm -hmm. Ryan Frank of Involved Church. That article addressed anxiety and Mm -hmm. COVID-19 and how Christians should should feel about this, how they should process feelings of anxiety from a biblical worldview and perspective. Yeah, it was excellent. Very helpful. Uh, Also an article by Rob Green. David, if you could tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, Rob Green, uh, along similar lines, he he raises the question and answers the question, uh, how does God's love help us when we are afraid? Uh, you know, we're we're living in a time when fear is is gripping many households, many people, and uh, and God's love has something to say about that. God's word has something to say about that. So he explores that uh, that question, and then Mark Snowberger at Detroit Baptist Theological Seminary uh, had a post which, which we reposted on the JRBC website, uh, raising the question. What does our Baptist church polity have to say about this time and, uh, and, and broadcasting church in a very different way than most of us have ever done it before? Mm-hmm. Uh, he explores some of, some of those questions that uh, maybe have been troubling people. You know, is, is, it, uh, is it scripturally acceptable to move to a virtual church type mm-hmm. service under these 
circumstances? Should we be permitting the government to tell us that we can't congregate? And, and those sorts of questions. So we would, uh, we would commend that article to you as well. He, uh, he presented a very balanced, uh, very biblical perspective on that. And that's a great point there you bring up, David. I'm getting questions all the time from pastors about this. Is this biblical? Should I be approaching it from this direction? These are good, solid questions from people who love the Lord and love his word. And we're grateful, as you said, uh, scripture does address with its truth principles the whole issue of COVID-19. Mm-hmm. So we're not here without any guidance. We're not here without any truth. We have all the truth we need to be godly people as we navigate through these peculiar waters of, of the coronavirus. And we're grateful for that. Uh, I'd also just want to encourage you as churches to take advantage of these resources. Hand these out to, to the people. If you're able to email them to them during this yes. time, that'd be the best way to do it. <laughs> Hand out is a dead metaphor in uh, in this age of social distancing. Right. But uh, many of you network well with the people in your churches. So I, I would take advantage of these. They have perhaps more time to be reading. And these are good resources to get into their hands. David, I was wondering if you could share with us uh, some of the ways RBP has adjusted with some digital resources. Yeah, obviously a difficult time uh, in terms of how do we do Sunday school? How do we do children's ministry? How do, how, you know, how do we get materials out into the hands of our people? So what we've done as a publisher of church educational resources is for this quarter, which was already underway when the coronavirus began, we have made uh, a portion of our material available digitally. If you are a church that uses regular Baptist press material, you'll be able to go online and just enter your download code that came on your resource CD in your teaching kit, and uh, you'll be able to access those digital PDF resources and uh, distribute them freely. We, We encourage churches to send them to you know, every household in their church that might have children that would ordinarily be going to Sunday school. For the coming quarter, we're going to expand that significantly and and make even more resources available digitally. That'll include uh, a parent's guide that we're developing just for this lockdown period that basically takes the lessons that kids would be learning in Sunday school and gives it in a very boiled down, synthesized format that parents can use to, to do sort of home church with their children each week. Um, again, if you if you have purchased a kit, you can access those. It, it should be very, very easy and painless, and uh, we just encourage churches to take advantage of that. We're also looking at other digital resources that we can get out there. Uh, we've made a, a certain amount of Kids for Truth material available digitally and free, encouraging parents to uh, to download that and uh, you know take advantage of this time to sit down with their kids and maybe have family devotions if they've never done that before or if they've you know maybe wanted to do that and have never found the time. This is a great time to start up that that kind of a uh, a discipline. And uh, if we can provide resources in any way to enable that, that's that's what we want to do. Awesome. Fantastic. Basically, the mission of the church moves on. It does. We continue to lock arms with you to help make disciples. I want to transition to our national conference and encourage you in some ways. We're getting a lot of questions about this, and naturally, they're good questions. Uh, some of you have seen the video already. If you've not, uh, please take a look at our Facebook page, our webpage, and the video that I made giving an update about the national conferences there. But we're transitioning to offer a virtual format, an online format. We're also abbreviating the conference 
So if by then we're not able to go out to Sacramento or you're not able to go out at that time due to health restrictions, travel restrictions, we're going to offer this to you. Here's another great way we can serve our churches is there's going to be a flat registration fee for every church. And if your church pays that, which is going to be a very nominal fee, everyone in your church can attend. So unlike other years where just a handful of people can attend, everybody in your church can, can attend. That's another reason why uh, we look at this and uh, we're optimistic about the fact that more people can attend this year than in other years, ironically enough, even during this pandemic. But this will be an enriching and edifying time for people in your church if they're able to attend. Obviously, it's, it's not going to be as long as we've normally had it, but uh, even the business meeting, uh, two messengers from your church will be able to vote online um, for our annual business meeting. You want to say a word or two about the theme of the conference this year? I, I think it's serendipitously well-suited yeah. to the age in which we find ourselves. Well, you see God's providence and wisdom involved with this. The theme is perspective. And we're going to be looking at the whole issue of not comparing ourselves or competing with other ministries. But those words of Jesus to Peter in John chapter 21, you follow me. Mm. Don't worry about John and his future. You, Peter, you follow me no matter where that leads you. And we're going to look candidly at the whole issue today with social media and YouTube channels and ironically a podcast that we have, <laughs> not comparing yourself with others, but looking at the ultimate standard, and that's to become like Christ. It's, it's going to coincide with a recent book I've just written that should be out in June sometime, No Contest, Overcoming a Competitive Spirit. And it's my conviction that when we're competing with other people and other ministries, uh, we're hurting Great Commission work, yeah. and and we're not loving and serving people when we're competing with them. We never knew that it would tie in this well, but God is wise. And one of those things about preaching and teaching, the tricky thing is we're always required to live out what we preach. That's right. Easier said than done sometimes. Correct. I like that. Uh, I like that passage you alluded to. You follow me. Mm-hmm. And that applies during this time as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, we may be on lockdown. Uh, schools may have been canceled. You may have been laid off from your job and you're mm-hmm. sitting at home wondering what you're going to do tomorrow. The command to follow Christ still obtains. Amen. And I, I think we should really challenge ourselves during this time not, not to just allow this to be wasted time. Mm-hmm. Well, everything's on hold, so I guess I'm just going to hit the pause button on everything, including my spiritual growth including my responsibility to serve the Lord, to carry out the Great Commission mandate, etc., etc. No, there is a way of being Christian. There is a way of pursuing Christ-likeness. There is a way of serving Jesus, even when everything is shut down all around us, and even when we're gripped with uncertainty and turmoil and, and, and quite literally confined to our home. Because this time did not catch God by surprise. Not at all. Not at all. And, and I, I think it's good to remind ourselves during this lockdown, we're, we're likely to face some temptations that maybe we don't face mm-hmm. normally. The temptation to idleness. Mm-hmm. We all know the, <laughs> the, the saying about idle hands being the devil's mm-hmm. workshop. I would just encourage people, as, as I challenge myself, don't allow this to become just idle time. Mm-hmm. People may be uh, tempted during this time towards selfishness, whether that, whether that looks like just spending an inordinate amount of time doing silly, wasteful, frivolous things, 
or after a few weeks of lockdown as cabin fever sets in, snapping at your spouse, snapping at your children. You know, that's that's going to happen more so than it does in, in the day-to-day life as we normally experience it. And, and, I, and I think it's important for us to challenge ourselves to view this time as a time when I can try to serve Jesus mm-hmm. and serve others rather than just serving myself. Amen. A lot of people are going to be online during this time, and and we know there are uh, just a panoply of spiritual dangers uh, Mm -hmm. to be found there. We should really purpose in our hearts to spend this time wisely, Mm -hmm. to not waste it. If you are stuck at home, if you are in lockdown, look at this as an opportunity to pursue Christ, perhaps more single-mindedly and in a more focused way than you have in any time in the recent past. This is a, a, a difficult time, a tragic time, but we can find opportunities in it as well. And, and I think we would be wise to do so. Amen. You know, I think of Ephesians 5.16, redeeming the time. Most of you are probably losing some money right now because of your job. Maybe you're laid off. Uh, maybe ministry right now is not having the funds come in that you've typically had come in. Uh, let's not look at time and think, I can just waste my time right now because this is time you'll never get back. That ties in with something else we wanted to encourage you with. I want you to think specifically of some ways you can encourage your local church. You're not gathering right now. You've never been through a time like this. Just a few minutes ago, I got off the phone with a dear pastor friend of mine who has been a pastor for over 50 years. And he said to me, I've never gone through anything like this before. So with that said... I want you to think clearly and intentionally about Hebrews 13, 17, about how you can be an encouragement and a joy to your pastors. They have never gone through this. And I can promise you they've never taken a seminary class on how to pastor through a pandemic. (laughs) So please be intentional about praying for them, being patient as they adjust to this, sending words of encouragement. They can still get their email. They can still get texts. Whatever you can do to encourage your pastors, participate in your online venues. Whatever those look like right now, participate in them, spread the word about them. Also, be in prayer that God would use your church in a great way to spread the gospel. As David just talked about, people don't have a lot to do right now. So pray they use that time that God would supernaturally intervene and lead them to an online service in one of our churches where the gospel of Jesus Christ is being preached and that God would open their eyes to the truth of the gospel. But encourage your church. Continue to be faithful to giving. Continue to be faithful to your areas of service, checking in on shut-ins, checking in on those who have needs, praying for those in your church. But don't let this be a time where the local church takes a back seat. The mission of the church moves on and be intentional about being an encouragement to your local church. And David, this is why we're convinced the local church is going to be okay. It's not going to die. It's, it's going to be okay until Jesus calls us home at the rapture. We have been through difficult times before as the body of Christ. Amen. We've been through far more difficult times than this. Sometimes we pamper ourselves and, and think, uh, oh, woe is me. This is, uh, this is just the worst thing ever to happen. Amen. Uh, a quick glance through church history will reveal that there have been darker times than these. The church has suffered worse fates than this, and it has emerged unscathed. And, 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 and why should that surprise us? 
Jesus made very, very clear to his disciples that his mission was going to march on as long as he intended it to. I, I think of Matthew 16 and that scene at Caesarea Philippi where Peter proclaims his great confession. You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. In, in response to which Jesus says, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I tell you, you're Peter, and on this rock... I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall never prevail against it. That confession, you were the Christ, the Son of the living God, the, the symbiosis of the, the person and work of Jesus Christ, that is the foundation on which the church is based. It's the foundation on which our lives are based. And because that is such a firm and sure foundation, we can have confidence that, come what may, the gates of hell will never prevail against the church Amen. of Jesus Christ. That's what the GRBC Regular Baptist Press is all about, the local church. This is why David and I and those of us who serve here at Regular Baptist Ministries, why we're so zealous about what we do is because it's about God's program for this age, the church age. That is the local church. So we're honored to lock arms with you. We're honored that you share the same doctrinal commitment with us. We believe it's that doctrinal commitment is what makes us so strong as a fellowship. We're praying for you. We're grateful for you. And we believe that God is using you and your ministries in great ways, even during a peculiar time like this. Absolutely. So be encouraged. God is sovereign. He is working all things together to the good of those who love him and to his glory, which is the ultimate end for which we were designed and the reason that we exist. I believe that wraps it up for us. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. And thank you, David. listeners. Until next time, Solus Christus. Thank you for listening to the Baptist Bulletin Podcast. The Regular Baptist Network of Ministries exists to make disciples through healthy local churches. If you like this podcast, subscribe to your podcast platform of choice. You can find out more about our ministries at garbc.org and follow Regular Baptist Ministries on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.